Thank you for listening to the Heartland College Sports Podcast Bedlam Edition. Please subscribe, rate, and review. And remember, as that great philosopher Mr. Rogers said, life is supposed to be simple and deep, not complicated and shallow. From the studios of 97.1, the sports animal in Tulsa, Oklahoma, this is an emergency episode of the Heartland College Sports Podcast Bedlam Edition. I am your gracious and humble host, Eric G. Why are we doing an emergency episode? Because there was some huge news in college football today. USC and UCLA could be, we need to say that word could be, or that phrase could be, leaving the Pac-12 for the Big Ten. I'm going to tell you how that affects the Big 12, college football overall, and what you should be rooting for if you're an Oklahoma State football fan. What is the best possible outcome for the Pokes? Then in the second part of today's show, we're going to have a little fun talking about sensitive fan bases. There was a poll that recently came out. It rated the most sensitive and insensitive fan bases in college football I'll tell you where OSU and OU ended up or what side of the aisle they ended up on and where they ranked. My name is Eric G. I'm the co-host of the Pat Jones Show on 97.1 The Sports Animal in Tulsa. Download our app and listen to us from 11 to 2 and you get that at the Google Play or the Apple App Store. Did I say that right? Google Play. Okay, at about 11.30, so that is right at the end of the first hour of our show. Maybe it was 12.30. It might have been 12.30, right towards the middle of the second hour, something like that. News broke that USC and UCLA are in talks to leave the Pac-12 to go to the Big Ten. And you know what? I, I love this move for them. I love it more for the Big Ten than necessarily I do for USC and UCLA. And by the way, the Lincoln-Riley memes are absolutely hilarious. If you put out a Lincoln-Riley meme or did a GIF or bagged on Lincoln-Riley in social media for being too scared to play Alabama and LSU, and now he's going to get the likes of Michigan, Penn State, and Ohio State, good for you. You know, let's keep kicking Lincoln-Riley while he's down because there's not another coach in America that deserves it as much as he does. Um, and by the way, I put one too, so please follow me at G-E-E-H-S-O, or I did a gift, so at G-E-E-H-S-O, follow me to see what that was. Again, shameless plug for the um, for the Twitter account. But again, back to the, the story at hand. I love this for the Big Ten because you already own, in college football, there is no other conference that owns as many major television markets as the Big Ten does. You've got Detroit. Uh, you've got Cincinnati and Cleveland. You've got Chicago as, as one of your markets. And now you're you're adding Los Angeles to it. I mean, you've got New York. Let's not forget New York with Rutgers. I mean, that makes you, just from a viewing standpoint, the most attractive conference in America to any television network. So bravo, Big Ten. If, if you have got this done Bravo and bravo for you for thinking of the dollar signs. Not that you should do everything for money, but this is certainly going to take care of all your member schools for a very long time to come. And as far as the competitive nature goes, yeah, we like to bag on Lincoln Riley. But if he can make USC what it was under Pete Carroll or John McKay or uh, Coach Robinson, then yeah, every year they're going to have an opportunity to be as good, if not better, than the likes of Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan. 
So it's not, for them, it's not a huge leap in competition. Now, UCLA will struggle in football. Uh, they may struggle more in basketball than, than they originally bargained for. But, you know, let's not talk about basketball because it doesn't matter in all this. Football is what matters. And if you're expanding the playoffs, like we believe that the playoffs are going to get expanded to at least eight teams, hopefully 12. Well, if you're in that conference and you're USC and you end up nine and three, there's a really good chance you're still going to get a bid to play in that kind of conference. Plus, it has been thrown out. I mean, let's not forget about this. US or the SEC, not USC, but the SEC has talked about, in fact, creating their own playoffs. And how badass would that be if they got together with the Big Ten and decided, look, we can let the rest of college football decide their own championship we'll play our own championship and playoffs. And because we have got the most powerful schools in the sport at our disposal, more people will watch us. Yeah, so it's a huge, huge coup for the Big Ten. So what does this mean for the Big 12? What does it mean in particular for Oklahoma State now that we've set all this up? Well, I've already seen, all right, I'm just going to call him the usual homer. The usual Oklahoma State homer already put it out on social media about how aggressive the Big 12 needs to be. And while that sounds all fine and well that the Big 12 could go out and poach Arizona, Arizona State, let's go ahead and include Utah and Colorado in there to get you Salt Lake and Denver and make the Holy War a a conference game again for BYU. The bottom line is, let's be honest, if you're Oklahoma State, you don't want that. What you want if you're Oklahoma State is a desperate Pac-12 to come to you, to probably come to Texas Tech just from a geographical standpoint, and ask you into the Pac-12. Why would I say this? And especially why would I say this on the Big 12 podcast? Well, look, as much as I love the Big 12, if we're being honest about it, the Pac-12 has better television markets than the Big 12 does. I mean, just off the top of my head, they've got Phoenix, they've got Denver, they've got Salt Lake, they've got Seattle, they've got Portland. They also have a lot of flagship universities in Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Arizona, Utah. I mean, Arizona and Arizona State are actually kind of equal in the flagship, you know, from the flagship standpoint. You've also got Cal Berkeley and you've got Stanford. So let's not forget San Francisco is you know one of their television markets as well. That's a stable league, okay? And even though they had even though they had one of the biggest business disasters we've ever seen with the Pac-12 network from a Fox ESPN standpoint, that's a conference I want a piece of cuz even if I'm not getting Los Angeles and I've already conceded that to the Big 10, I still get San Francisco, I get Phoenix, I get Denver, yeah, I'm pretty good. That's something I'm worth shelling. That, that's something worth shelling out a lot of money for, because I know I'm going to get return on my investment with my advertisers, because I know there's always going to be a lot of eyeballs on the TV sets. And if you're Oklahoma State, let's take a look at what the Big Twelve is. Aside from Kansas, there aren't any the University ofs. Insert state here. There are secondary schools. There are tertiary schools. You've got Cincinnati. You've got UCF. You've got Houston. All those fall into the tertiary category. I mean, it just is what it is. It's not being mean. It's just being completely honest. 
Iowa State, it's a secondary school. Baylor, TCU, tertiary in the state of Texas. Tech, secondary. I mean, Oklahoma State is Oklahoma State University, but it's not the University of Oklahoma. And again, I'm not bagging on it. Those are just the facts. And it makes it very difficult for an Arizona, a, a Utah, a Colorado to just chomp at the bit to get into your school. Just because there's perceived discord in the Pac-12, it doesn't mean that a guy like Phil Knight isn't going to swoop in and do everything in his power to try and save this conference. That's the other thing the Pac-12's got going for it. It's got some Nike money. And these schools would seem to want to hang together more than they would leave for a conference that has Houston, Central Florida, and BYU. Oh, I forgot Cincinnati there, but we've already mentioned them once. I mean, BYU may like the idea of being in the same conference with Utah, I'm not so sure that Utah's crazy about being in the same conference with Brigham Young. Because if that was the case, I mean, if that honestly was the case, then Utah would have fought harder to do something with them in the Pac-12 when that opportunity came around. But what did Utah do? They got an offer and they bolted. So if I'm Oklahoma State, as, as great as it would be to see this conference stay together, I would much rather be in that Pac-12. It just offers so much more at this time. And the, yeah, that's bad news for the Big 12. Um, and, and as far as what's to become of college football, I think we are moving to a time when college football was not only, is not only going to break away from the NCAA and govern itself, but it may, it may come to a time where Power 5 only plays Power 5. And yeah, if Oklahoma State and Tech left, and now all of a sudden, Big 12 with your new commissioner, it's hard to sell yourself as a Power 5 conference. And what does that mean for Kansas? And don't tell me, it's the thing with Kansas. I guarantee you, Kansas has still probably got their hands out for anyone who would take them now. Kansas would love to be a part of the Big 10 or the ACC. You know, I don't think there's anybody in Kansas that wants to be a part of this conference because when they look at that basketball program, they see themselves as above Every single one of the schools that came in here, and let's face it, if you're Oklahoma State, you see yourself as a cut above every single one of those schools. Yeah, you've got the opportunity to probably dominate this conference from start to finish over these next few years, but you do look at yourself as being something a lot bigger than Houston, Brigham Young, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and you should. You've accomplished a heck of a lot more, and if you go into the Pac-12, you should be just as successful there, if not more, than you were in the Big 12. And how good would it feel to raise that trophy after beating somebody like Oregon in a championship game or Arizona State or Washington or Colorado? Again, not exactly college football blue bloods, but certainly that tier above a lot of what's in here in the Big 12, save for a school like Kansas State. So there's a lot to discuss here over these next few weeks, not just amongst us, but against the people that actually get to make these decisions. And more than anything, as someone that, that roots for Oklahoma State that has you know, friends working there, I want the absolute possible best outcome. So if there's any way, any way now they can be a part of the Pac-12, 
yeah, I'm, I'm going to give my my thumbs up for it. And if it happens that the Big 12 is able to pull off something major and rip away four schools from the Pac-12 causing it to crumble, then I'll be on board with that too. I just look at it right now and know where I would rather be, but it doesn't necessarily make me right. You're listening to the Heartland College Sports Podcast Bedlam Edition. This is an emergency episode. Coming up, who's more sensitive? OSU fans or OU fans? We'll tell you next. Thank you for listening to the Heartland College Sports Podcast Bedlam Edition. This is an emergency episode. Um, If you're wondering why it's an emergency episode, maybe you just got into your friend's car and he's listening to this. Um, download this, you know, just go to Apple podcasts, download it, subscribe, rate and review. And you can hear my thoughts on USC and UCLA moving to the big 10 from the pac 12 and how that affects Oklahoma state and what I would want if I was rooting for the Oklahoma state Cowboys. Okay. So with that, we go to have a little fun, uh, last night doing show prep, I was on the spun, which is a fantastic, just kind of all in one website where you can find a lot of stuff to talk about. And there was a poll that was put out via social media to to gauge who the most sensitive fans in college football were and who the most insensitive fans in college football were. And I have no idea who this cat surveyed, but somehow Arkansas came out number one, OU came out number five in the most sensitive category. Now, number two... And I would have thought number two would have would have been number one, especially with everything that's been going on these last few months or last couple of years. But Texas, Texas number two. I think everybody's got to feel Texas is sensitive. Man, they've really got to get over that upside-down horns thing. Down with hook'em horns. We've been doing it all our lives here in the state of Oklahoma. Arkansas has been doing it as well. Just, just get over it. Quit complaining about it. Uh, but yeah, Oklahoma number five. And in the most, ins- in the most insensitive category... Oklahoma State was ranked number two. I think they were right behind Wisconsin. Uh, TCU was in the top 10 of most insensitive. So was Iowa State in the top 10 of most insensitive. So pat yourself on the back. And we had a lot of fun uh, with this on the Pat Jones Show today. In fact, Coach Jones, okay, this is Coach Jones who did coach at OSU. We decided we decided to split it up since we're in green country. We decided to do we decided to ask people a poll question or you know throw it out on social media. Who's more sensitive? OU fans, OSU fans, or Arkansas fans? And the way Coach Jones ranked them, okay, this is Coach Jones. He said OSU fans were more sensitive. They, they were the the most sensitive of the three. So he had o- Oklahoma State one, OU two, and Arkansas three. Reasoning for Arkansas being three is because, as he said, you know, when you get <laughs> you get beat by North Texas a couple of years ago, you quit worrying about whether or not Texas or other schools are getting more coverage than you in the old Southwest Conference or or the SEC. Now, my opinion on this, and I rated Oklahoma State number one, two, Oklahoma two, and Arkansas three. But here's the thing with OU and OSU: that sensitivity meter has gotten a lot closer over the years. A lot closer. And just, again, my opinion on it has a lot to do with the Lincoln Riley fanboy who worships at the altar of Joel Klatt and of Gus Johnson and who wants to buy into the offensive genius thing and just did not like it at all when anyone questioned Lincoln Riley and tried to hold him responsible for the state that OU football was in. 
And it wasn't that OU football was bad. They just weren't as good as a lot of us wanted them to be, which a lot of us wanted them to be truly competing for national championships. Not just getting to the playoffs, only to get bludgeoned by schools like Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, and LSU. We wanted you to actually be able to win the national championship, and we knew in order for you to do that, the defense had to get better. So you needed to give up the play calling, start acting like a CEO, get more involved with the defense, and quit letting your DCs take the fall for you being inadequate. It's not to say that you weren't a good coach. You just weren't running your program as well as Mike Gundy runs his. You know, and no, and, and, and well, oh, Mike Gundy didn't have the results. Yeah, Mike Gundy doesn't have the players either. So, oh, you should be better than Oklahoma State every year. Their 85 is most likely going to be better than Oklahoma State's 85. But we're not comparing you necessarily to Oklahoma State. We're comparing you to Bama. We're comparing you to Ohio State. And you need to be on par with those schools. And let's face it, Lincoln Riley wasn't. Even with a win with Ohio State, Lincoln Riley just wasn't winning national championships. And um, the, there was a, a Lincoln Riley fanboy thing that just arose that people just, the younger OU audience, the younger OU faction, just couldn't handle that. They just could not handle him being criticized. And they were going to pin it off on a lot of other people. So the sensitivity was definitely there um, with, with OU fans, the likes of which you know really hadn't been, happened before. But when you look at that younger generation, they grew up knowing Bob Stoops and Lincoln Riley. That's what they know from OU football. They don't know Barry Switzer, and Bud Wilkinson is a guy that People talk about, but they don't necessarily know exactly what those teams were about, and what all, or they know what they accomplished, but they don't know necessarily what all you know those teams were were all about. So Lincoln Riley did a really good job, but when you explain, hey, he ain't the only one that can that can coach OU football, there was there was a reaction there that you just were not used to seeing from Oklahoma fans. Uh, some of the the same things were kind of hurled. Each other's way. Oklahoma State fans always like to point out, well, OU fans didn't go to school at OU. Okay, fine. OU fans, OU fans, um, they only care about football. That's just the way that they're built. And OU fans always fired back, well, hey, if you wanted football, you wouldn't care about baseball. You wouldn't care about wrestling, which is probably true. And OSU fans, as long as look, as long as I've been doing sports here and growing up here, they always complain about lack of coverage. It just is, you know, that's just one of those things. It is what it is, as they say. Um, but are they both sensitive fan bases? Yeah, I'd say they're both sensitive fan bases, but not a lot of difference, I would think, between Alabama and Auburn. I would think Auburn fans are sensitive. I mean, LSU fans are sensitive. And everybody gets upset when you rip on their team or when they lose or they go to the defending. And that's what makes this fun is because we get to talk trash to each other. And at the end of the day, it's just sports. It's all it is. It's nothing personal. It's just sports. And I'm looking forward to a time where that's all we talk about in this country is just sports because it's not serious. We can go home. We can laugh. And we can just, you know, can you believe what that guy said? Yeah, what about that guy over there? But yeah, it was. I thought that was a funny poll, and it didn't shock me that OU fans were in the top five. Did shock me that OSU fans were considered insensitive 
Um, and when I think of the word insensitive, I just think of somebody that's like a cold, heartless a-hole. I don't know many cold, heartless a-holes that root for Oklahoma State. But I guess the way this poll was looking at it was, yeah, they don't get too upset over anything. Most OSU fans I know are passionate. Uh, but again, this wasn't a passion meter. So whatever it was, it, it was funny. It gave us a lot of joy today on the show. And I would say that you know both fan bases, just depending on what's going on with their school, can always get their feathers ruffled. And that's the great thing about watching two fan bases that, that share space in central Oklahoma and in northeast Oklahoma. How they can get under each other's skin, to me, that's fun. And and I look, I like watching it happen in restaurants. I go to I don't know what you go to restaurants for, probably to eat, right? No, I go to restaurants to watch Oklahoma and Oklahoma State fans go after each other. That that's that makes me happy. Because you know what? It says we give a damn about football in this state, as well as we should with as successful as both programs have been over the last few years. Thank you very much for listening to this emergency episode. I'm Eric G. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Remember, may God bless you and your family. As the great Jackie Moon always says, everybody love everybody. And to paraphrase Diamond David Lee Roth, stay frosty.